Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so we we often focus on preparing for the holidays and that means shopping, Black Friday, recipes, potluck, enough alcohol, enough ice. Do we have help? What are we wearing? What are we drinking? What are we playing? Where are we going? Do we have enough chairs? Do we have a kid's table? Do we have games? All of these things. We don't spend enough time focusing on self-care and how to prepare for other aspects of the holidays. So are we exercising because it's going to make us feel de-stressed? Are we doing any yoga? Are we breathing? Are we walking? You know, getting outside and leaving your house can de-stress from family, like switching lanes, stepping away from the vortex, because you know, people get edgy and people's issues trigger your issues. And if you're looking at something, you're sort of, things just trigger you. Things annoy us, particularly during the holidays. It's heightened because you are stressed about the gifts and the preparation and the cooking and all of that stuff. So now when someone's got bad hygiene or wears something ridiculous or says something ridiculous or is annoying or is spoiled or is jealous or is competitive, you're going to just fly off. But if you just step outside and take a walk or go upstairs and put on one of the relaxation apps and take a deep breath, you're preparing yourself. If you 
or go if you have triggers around food and have a lot of food noise. First of all, absolutely read Naturally Thin. I don't. I literally haven't seen a check on that book in ten years. I have no idea why. Probably making money and it's been in some hole somewhere. But so I'm saying I'm not hawking it because I'm making any money on it. I'm hawking it because it's an amazing book that calms down your noise and turns it into a voice that you can make good decisions about what you're eating. Like, is this something, my diet is a bank account. So this is a good investment. This is a bad investment. That's okay. We've all made bad investments in money. We've all made bad investments in clothing and purchases, but how do we, how do we balance that with a good investment? So how do we make a decision about what we're going to do? How do we have a plan? Is it, the, is it that we're only going to fill our plate once? We know what it's going to be. We're organized. We go to the table. We're, we fill it once. We're not going to keep being members of the clean plate club. So then we're going to feel bad about ourselves. And people sometimes say, oh, shut up. Like, that, you know, that's when you do eat. I understand that. If you have no noise about it, have at it. But if you're a person who's noisy about food, then do spoil your appetite. Eat a healthy snack before you leave the house so you're not just grabbing at the first thing you see. That also relates to holiday parties. Don't be just grabbing at every hors d'oeuvre that comes in front of you. Have to be hydrating. Otherwise, you'll drink thinking you're thirsty. You'll drink more alcohol thinking you're thirsty. So if you like cocktails, you have to set yourself up for success. Try to drink water before and in between. Try to water drinks down with club soda and with ice. Try to nurse drinks. You know, you got to set yourself up for success. And cocktails will make you want to eat more because your judgment goes out the window. So they'll, they'll make you think everything's a good idea and binging is a good idea. And it's a very triggering time. You're going to be getting popcorn buckets and cookie baskets and all these kind of treats. Don't deprive, just figure out how to have a relationship with those items, meaning decide, okay, I love those popcorn buckets. So let me get a bowl and pour it into the bowl. And that's what I'm going to have. Or I love pie. I'm going to have one piece of pie. Or I've decided that I like dessert more than wine. So I'll have one glass of wine and half of a dessert. Or I've decided stuffing's my favorite thing. Like you're just weighing it. You're making some sort of a plan for yourself. If you know you have issues in that area, you're not just going to say, screw it. Because then you're going to be in a bad mood the rest of the weekend because you feel bad about yourself or you feel bloated because you don't have a good relationship with food. There will be another drink, dessert, piece of bread, side dish, fattening food. There will be. And there is the point of diminishing return. Meaning after you've eaten five spoonfuls of, of mashed potatoes, you got it. You ate it. You know what it tastes like. It's delicious. We did it. Like you don't need to. The point of diminishing return. And if you're a person that I'm a person that doesn't know what I ever want to have. Like in my house, I'm just like, what am I in the mood for? And if you keep craving something and you're concerned about it, switch lanes and try something from a totally different food category. Meaning you're around food in your house, doesn't have to be at the meal. Just go try something to switch the lanes. Like you've eaten sweets, you're eating more sweets. You've had too much sugar, you've had candy. You've had Switch lanes to something salty, some whole different thing. Just eat a random salad. You don't think you want it and you probably don't want it but just eat it anyway because it sort of just like churns that sweet faucet off. Another thing to do is to eat the high volume foods first. So to go to the vegetables, to go to the salads, to go to the soups, the things that weigh a lot, the things that are dense, eat the things that are filling the water, drink your water first. It sort of, it sort of, I think the word is stave. It sort of cuts it off at the pass. It takes the edge off. So in an unrelated story, not Thanksgiving, if you had a bowl of pasta and it had like broccoli in it or chicken, I guess you would eat the chicken and the broccoli first because that would fill you up. Then you would probably eat less of the pasta. You only have enough room in your stomach. So if you eat the things that are more high volume and better investments, you'll eat less of the things that you are worried about. Um, and that's sort of the do spoil your appetite mentality. 
meaning you are going to fill yourself up first on things that are better investments. Um, you're not good if you didn't eat and you're not bad if you do eat. Having that sort of a conversation about being bad if you ate means that you're then going to like punish yourself and you did it and you're going to keep going worse and you're going to binge and then tomorrow you're going to be good. That's not how it works because no one ever became overweight by eating pizza or cookies or pumpkin pie or stuffing. People only became overweight by binging and eating extreme amounts of that. So just check yourself. There are th everything you want you can have, just not all at once. So enter with some sort of a plan. Decide what your exercise story is going to be. Don't try to hit a home run during this time. Don't try to lose weight. Just try to coast. This is sort of let the games begin. Thanksgiving's coming. Then Christmas will come. Then New Year's. Then Kwanzaa. Then you know, and Hanukkah, not in order obviously it's all coming so just be in the moment and just uh be in touch with yourself and prepare for that so i'm going to talk about being organized uh a lot of my work is personal, but it's connected to business. So for example, Christmas gifts is something I don't have to do. And I, the personal ones I find enjoyable, but I feel the need to give business Christmas gifts. And it's interesting because most people don't, no, literally 99.9% .9 of people never thank you for any of the Christmas gifts that you give in a corporate setting. It's interesting, I guess, because they're thinking it's like you're giving it as a thank you gift. I don't know, but I, it's very weird to me. But I like to do it. I like to acknowledge people's work. I like to give gifts. I have a gift closet in each house. I always have the right gift cards. I think about it months in advance. It really reinforces what I always know to be true, that being organized is literally the key to reducing stress in, in ways. Uh, it can be stressful because I'm perfectionist and hyper-organized. So when you're on a burst and when you're making sure that everything is the way it needs to be, when you're moving, when it's Christmas, when you're packing, when you're unpacking, uh, when you're getting your kids ready for school or you're packing them, when you're dealing with their toys and crayons and getting rid of their baby clothes and all that, it can be stressful. When you're purging your closets or uh, and, and putting bags and bags for donation or consignment. That stuff can be activating, as I like to call it. But by and large, doing that enables you to then have more free time. So I was just talking about this TV show that I'm working on, and it would largely be in LA. And the schedule is challenging. So when my assistant comes to me to talk to me about it versus just sort of waiting for later, I want to understand, and this is months away, I want to understand specifically what every day looks like. I want to know not just dates, but what day of the week is that? What happens right before that? What's happening after? Am I traveling before and after? Uh, am I going to the Radio City Christmas Hall with my daughter? When are we going to look at the Saks windows? When are we going ice skating? When are we going to see the tree? So in order to do that, to get your kids to soccer, to get them their lunches, to get them their doctor's appointments, to get them their vaccinations, to get yourself on vacation, to pack, to be a good wife, sister, brother, mother, daughter, father, etc. You got to kind of look at it as a chessboard. You have to be seeing the pieces in front of you, but be aware of the whole board because that's how you can really be hyper-functional 
And that's how you then can stack and do all like sort of the nitty gritty on the same days and at the same time. So then you can relax. Meaning the last two days, which is early and it seems crazy, I literally called Paul, my fiance, and said Christmas is over because I had my assistants come here and I have a running list every year that says what everyone got last year because you don't want to get the same person the same gift from last year. So if I get someone the same thing as three years ago, whatever. But you want to kind of have an understanding of what you get people. And um, so that's a great thing to start. And people change. You add people. I mean, it's down to everybody from my housekeeper to my dog walker to my daughter's tutor to teachers to everybody's on this list. It's just something I love to do. It's something I've always loved to do. So we went through the list yesterday and then it begins. And then it's like, okay, what wine bags do I have? Or do I go buy them? And do they look really cute and upscale? And do I have hang tags? And then what wines? And, you know, getting, giving the most important person the most expensive wine. And then someone, a bottle of, you know, $20 rosé, which I guess would be $40 in a restaurant and adding a nice candle to it or making it meaningful. You know, having a cute journal that I bought. I buy things when they're on sale or when I like them or when I'm somewhere and I see something that I think is a great gift and I buy in bulk and I keep it in a gift closet. So I have, I don't want to say what all the gifts are in case people I know are listening, but I have all these certain gifts that uh, I may have eight of and they're good for if someone did me a favor to be on my podcast or if they're my lawyer or my dentist or whatever. So, and then if you do it this early, you know, when it's Black Friday or when you're getting closer, then you can just fill in the blanks versus scrambling. So the point is now it's pretty much done. And my, you know, I know exactly what it is and we'll also be the first ones to deliver all the gifts. And it becomes like Santa sleigh and we have to ship certain gifts and deliver. But it's just good to be organized because now I don't have to worry about it anymore. The next couple of days before Thanksgiving, I have work, but that was something that was really daunting. And now it's pretty much, I dealt with it. It was hours probably two to four hours, but it's over. And it's like, great. And the girls who work for me, I'm teaching them sort of the skill set of how to do that. So I want you to understand too that I get an incredible amount done overall, an extraordinary superhuman amount done. It's really largely because I'm organized, because my refrigerator is organized, because my laundry area is organized, because my daughter's organized, because her area, I mean, because Otherwise, you're just dealing with a whole massive mess. And so many of us during the pandemic saw that. We saw we were looking at our stuff. We were looking at our drawers. We were looking at our decor. And we were looking at all of the things that we've hoarded and bought and didn't need. And we were purging. So if you have done that, which I completely have done, I've probably gotten rid of 200 items just from my whole, from 30 years of life. And then you won't make the mistake of, buying in the same way you used to. You won't buy like the little crap. You'll save up to get what you really, really like and what you really know you'll love because you're looking at everything that you don't wear, that you don't like, that you may like it. And that's sort of also connected to being organized because I believe that in your own closet, you should have fewer better. I talk about this on HSN all the time. Fewer better. Buy really well and you'll keep it forever. Don't buy gimmicks. Don't buy trends. If you want to buy something trendy for a costume party or because you just can't resist, it should be the cheapest version that you then feel is disposable. You know, a $4 t-shirt from H&M or something. But don't believe the hype in trendy items. So buy really well when things are on sale. Buy classics, keep them forever, and you will see when you go through, if you don't live for it, even if you like it, but you don't wear it, it doesn't matter. You're not going to wear it. It's just not 
sorry and you're sorry and you made a mistake and you'll learn from your mistakes and you won't buy in the same way. And I teach the girls also who work with me, young girls, I'm like, listen, here's living proof of why to buy things that are good quality. Uh, A, if you wanted to, you could resell them years later. B, you'll keep them forever. Don't buy the garbage because it's just you're going to want to get rid of it. So the whole thing is just being organized will help you be more uh, efficient and then have more free time to relax, get things out of the way, and accomplish so much more. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico or Puerto Rico. My accent's not the best, but I'm trying. But I know Puerto Rico well. I've been there so many times. I Be Strong has done so many missions after Hurricane Maria. It is more than just a name. It is a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. The unique Bariqua spirit infuses the island's culinary landscape with a one-of-a-kind passion and point of view unlike anywhere else. I love Puerto Rico. I've been there twice in the last year. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. 
It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number fifteen on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people, and we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So my daughter went vegetarian uh, over a month ago, and she just sort of looked at the statistics and thought about us deciding whether to kill animals or not. Now I, I was She has leather sneakers. She doesn't even think about that aspect of it. And, um, she's been pretty strict and she does eat some dairy. And so she doesn't think about that aspect. I mean, she does a little bit, this separation of the mom from the baby calves. So the moms get more milk in them. And apparently the separation from the mother to the calf is like excruciating screaming. And, you know, this is a hot button topic because a lot of people just swear by eating meat. Um, other people try to do the best they can. My fiance, Paul has eats chicken literally twice a day for 20 years and he hasn't eaten anything besides fish. And then there's why are we only eating fish? So fish get killed, but then chickens don't. And, you know, there's a million different ways and double standards. And I guess people are just doing the best that they can. But I do believe that even if I haven't eaten meat in a while because of my daughter's crusade and I've liked it. So I've been probably 98% vegan since she started her um, crusade, vegan in what I'm eating. I have not been vegan and having leather. But it makes sense to me that Thanksgiving is an unusual time to just decide to just arbitrarily kill thousands and thousands and millions and millions of turkeys like that does seem weird it does seem strange that we just decide because also i don't like waste at all i don't like waste in anything i don't waste food i don't waste you know if i'm getting rid of something i make sure it goes to the right place um so i even use if if i wallpaper samples came here and i was designing my house i put it in my daughter's arts and crafts drawer so she can use it for collaging i'm just not a person who wastes i'm not a wasteful person so you anywhere you are on Thanksgiving, there's so much turkey. And if you're a person who makes leftovers and makes turkey frittatas and turkey tacos, which I'm sure many of you are, then great. But a lot of people just waste and love all the other stuff, the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the other stuff. So someone should just do real research on what people like the most. But I mean, I know there'd be grandfathers like banging the ceiling and, and blowing the roof off if there was to be no turkey. But anyway, it just made me think of that. I don't know why. When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of turkey. And then now because of Brent, I think of killing turkeys. And you can be mad at me because I'm a hypocrite, but it's just a thought. Uh, and I guess it also brings me to, do we, do we think about the meaning of holidays? Thanksgiving's coming. And so most people truthfully don't think when they're planning for Thanksgiving about being thankful. Honestly, they think about travel. They think about, oh God, I got to get my Christmas holiday gift shop, my gift shopping out of the way. Wait, am I going to ice skating? Are we doing, uh, going to see the windows in New York city? Um, what are we doing for Christmas? We didn't plan that yet. Wow. It's getting chilly. We got to go decorate. Uh, are we ready? Are we ready for, it's just, it's just like sort of Thanksgiving is like the, 
gun is shot off and the race has begun into the holidays. So everybody before Thanksgiving starts to get a little bit of anxiety because they know once Thanksgiving is over, then it's Black Friday and we missed it all. Now everybody's in the stores, but that's when the deals are, but everybody's in the stores. So then we're going to be in the crowds and I'm not organized. I'm not prepared, which I personally am because <clears throat> I'm hyper organized to a fault. So I'm prepared before Thanksgiving, but that's a different story and a different brand of anxiety. So, but Thanksgiving, I guess, is supposed to be the time when, and then there's stories, and then there's stories about the pilgrims for your kids and have those stories changed in schools um, because cultural stories have changed. And then there's actually being thankful. And, but that's the day that we're told that we're supposed to be thankful. So it's sort of like a marketed thankfulness, just like on Valentine's day, we're supposed to be more loving or more romantic or more coupled up or wifey'd up and more gifts are supposed to be given. And we're supposed to be getting engaged and Thanksgiving. We're supposed to be thankful. Um, and for Christmas, we're supposed to be good. You can't be bad. You can't be naughty. You have to be nice. Uh, and recently it was Veterans Day, which has actual serious meaning, particularly for people who have people that they're related to or know people or honor people who have served. But if you don't really think about the meaning of these holidays, it's a Thursday in the middle of the week. And there was a debate within my office as to whether it should be off because these holidays, uh, Martin Luther King Day, uh, Juneteenth was recently added. Columbus Day was half canceled. So all these days have meaning. And uh I asked my daughter, did people say to you what Veterans Day is about? Because school's great because they'll tell them what everything, the actual meaning of everything. But are they telling them the meaning of Columbus Day or they're going to tell the kids that Columbus Day was canceled in Juneteenth? And not to confuse those days with the other days, but then thanks to social media, now there's all these days that we have to observe like National Pizza Day and Pancake Day and Cupcake Day and Hug Your Friend Day and National Pet Day and Daughter's Day and Nurse's Day. And there was always Secretary's Day, but I guess is it now assistance because it's, 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 it's cancellation central to call someone a secretary and it used to be stewardesses and now it's flight attendants. Is it waitress day, waiter day? Is it construction person day? Is it sanitation worker day? It's, you know, where does this begin and where does this end? So it's Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful. Let's do rose and thorn and think about the rose usually brings up for people what the best is. So maybe that's something that we're grateful for. And maybe the thorn is something that will just allow us to reflect on how to do things differently. So uh, I am grateful to have an amazing partner, Paul, who is funny and nice and loving and unbelievable to my daughter. And I am grateful to have my beautiful daughter, Bryn, who is the sweetest, sweetest, funniest person. I'm in the Hamptons and I'm waiting for her to get here. It's been sort of, I, I'm in a holding pattern until I'm with her again. Usually I feel like I'm a frozen wax statue until I get back with her. Cause I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm like just in a holding pattern until she's around. Cause life begins again. That's when we go out to dinner and go to pumpkin pick and go to the radio city music hall and go Christmas shopping and go school shopping for her and go and cook lasagna and all, and make this Chex mix that I want to make with chocolate and peanut butter. So anyway, that's, I'm grateful for my daughter. I'm grateful for the people that I work with, my staff who works really hard for me and gets so much done with me. Um, I'm grateful to have this amazing career where I get to have freedom and choose what I want to do, what I don't want to do. I'm grateful to, uh, that I get to help and do philanthropy and that I have created for myself this vehicle 
where I've, I worked really hard to be successful at something. And now I have the trust and the transparency and the faith of people to donate to me and then actually be able to affect change where I think it's needed. So that's sort of like I, my philanthropy is sort of like my career where it has this freedom to it, meaning it's not a structured thing per se. It, it's very organized. And when we're in, we're always in motion, but when we're on a specific mission, it's very detailed and very strategic and very, um, military, but I get to choose. I'm choosing that Astro World Victims is important to me. I'm choosing that the homeless crisis in the United States, starting with New York, where we're going to be uh, d doing a distribution for Giving Tuesday. And I say that that's a marketed day. We're giving, we're doing a distribution because it's getting cold and there's a homeless situation around the country as a result of this pandemic. It's heightened and New York is the number one worst place. So we're starting there. So I'm grateful to be able to decide that I want it, that I want to help Haiti. So then text my partner and be like, this is what I want to work on, that I want to help in New Orleans, that I want to help the Surfside victims of that tragic collapse of that building. Like that makes me feel liberated, that I get to do television projects that I want to, that I get to work on this podcast because I want to, because I love it. Because, and it's now doing so well, millions and millions and millions and millions of downloads. And I'm thrilled because the, the, the messages say people just want to hear me just rant and talk, which is flattering. There's really no other place that you're getting me besides here. I'm always home, as you know, and this is sort of the only place that you're getting anything that I have to say. So I'm grateful for Biggie and Smalls, my furry babies that give me so much love and joy and laughter and snuggles and kisses in my life. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful that you listen and I'm grateful that we have this conversation. So rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep having this conversation. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.